Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, this this been an interesting week. Um, NBA playoffs started. NHL playoffs will be starting. You can never get away from the NFL draft, even if you try. I don't care if you were living under a rock at this point. Like, I feel like you would know what's going on in the NFL. Uh, finally got a chance to listen to the DJ Drama album. Got a chance to listen to the B.O.B. album. And then he dropped another damn album. <laughs> I was going to say that, too. Like, what is he doing to us? Like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, I saw that this morning. I'm like, wait, what? Not another one. <laughs> I can't keep up. I can't. Yeah, yeah Monica dropped the album. I'm like, I can't keep up with all these albums. Like, I, I can't give an accurate review to anything because everybody keeps dropping music and I'm going back and forth. And it's. Yeah. It, it's, and then Nas posted Swiss Beast is dropping the album this Friday. Mm. So you got. Oh, no. Well, I, I think it's going to be. Well, I'm hoping it's more like the DJ Cali DJ drama album where they're, where he's not really just rapping. It's more so just a whole bunch of guest appearances. That's what I'm hoping for, but we shall see. Um, right. I just want to hear, it's showtime, and then everybody else start rapping. And Yeah, I can take that. Let me get that. Yeah, because I, I, I see Nas is on it, Lil Dirk, Jada Kiss, Lil Wayne. Can't think of who else I saw, but those those I remember seeing in a little promo that Nas posted. DJ Drama album wasn't wasn't bad at all. BLB album actually wasn't bad. I'm I haven't got to the new the new 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 one, but yeah, no, both of those albums were actually pretty decent, and like a lot of the a lot of music that came out this week or well, last week. It was kind of like easy listening, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, I forgot to, to mention like a couple other people. Like I said, Monica dropped the album. wasn't too bad, pretty decent. Also, uh, dang, I'm having a brain fart on this one dude. Um, oh, Daniel, uh, the you know what I'm talking about. The uh, Daniel, wh- whatever. <laughs> He dropped the album. <laughs> he dropped the album. And it was pretty decent. Um, it was kind of like it was slow listening. It was really slow, really mellow. Daniel Caesar. It was slow, really mellow. It was okay though. I I, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, uh, Tyler the Creator album was pretty decent too. Not too bad. Yeah, I haven't listened to the Tyler Creator. Um, I guess a bunch of my students didn't enjoy it based on their feedback, but I I'm gonna check it out <laughs> myself to get 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 you know get my own opinion. It's, but it was just interesting to hear them t- today talk about it. Yeah, you know what it was? It was kind of like all over the place. Remember how you you had criticized Drake and how he put albums together and like you like let me just put it in order. Yeah. That's what the Tyler Creator album was. It was like all over the place, but I kind of understood it. Um, I kind of moved songs around. You know how you can move the songs around, like what order you want to <laughs> Yeah, you you like, let me crave this, how the playlist, how it's supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was moving stuff around, like Heaven to Me, 
call me if you get lost. Like, I'm just moving dog tooth. I'm moving stuff around on the stuff, and I'm like, okay, now nah, I get it. I get it now. Yeah, so, yeah, it's okay. It's not bad. It could be better, but, hey, it is what it is. Overall. There's 24 songs on there. <laughs> yeah, right over, and, and back in the day, that would have been a, a double disc. Yeah, it would have been a double disc. I, I thought he should have broke it up, but it is what it is. It's you know how he is. Like uh, he got a couple of uh, he got a couple of little skits on there. I don't really understand, and they are okay too. Um, I didn't like the everything must go skit. Thought that was kind of stupid, but it is what it is. It's part of the creator, so hey. Yeah, it's a, it's about what you would expect from Tyler the. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're describing it, it's kind of like some of his other projects. Yeah, that's that's what it just reminds me of. It's like, hey, it's call me if you get lost. It just it is what it is. I, it, between him and little Uzi, man, doing like random crazy stuff, like it is what it is, man. I, doesn't even bother me anymore. Yeah, it'll be the the music in 2023. It's starting. It's starting to pick up. So that that's exciting. Um, got some projects dropping next week. Still, I feel like we're gonna get a J Cole project soon. Uh, t- this weekend was also the first weekend we had the XFL and the USFL go head to head. Did you watch any of the exciting. any of the spring football leagues? Yes, I watched one this uh, this Sunday that was really good. It was between it was the XFL for sure. No, yeah, it was the XFL for was sure. It, I think was it the DC game? It was a DC game, and like, um, and it, I thought it was pretty good. It was a DC game. I yeah, so I, the two the two teams that stand out to me in the XFL is. Um, DC and then the team of St. Louis, they seem to draw the the best crowds. Um, it's exciting. Hell, the DC the XFL team is more exciting than than the NFL's DC team. But I know, and that's, I was kind of surprised too. I'm like, yo, both of these leagues, man they they actually been really entertaining. And like ESPN, I don't, I don't know the commentators on there. I know I. I mean, the commentators done made it so hype. Like, they got me engaged, and I like how teams can come back. Like, this one team, I saw them score a touchdown. Then they did the 4th and 15 thing. And I think that it, oh, they said only a couple teams been successful on the 4th and 15. But just to know that a team can go and try to attempt a 4th and 15 and then be successful is kind of dope, too. I think the NFL should, should kind of, like, embody that instead of the onside kick. I want to say that was a rule change that was brought by some team in the NFL uh, committee or whatever at the earlier this year, whenever the coaches and owners met, and it got it didn't get didn't get approved. I do, I do I would, if nothing else, like to see the NFL adopt at least a kickoff rule from the XFL. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That'll be super dope. It's okay to it's okay to borrow from the XFL and from the CFL. It's okay. 
There's nothing wrong with that NFL. You're still going to be the NFL if you go ahead and just adopt some of those rules. But it just gets the game more. It feels like you got you got so many more ways to score. And I like how if you go from uh, you can get one point, you can get two points, you can get three points for like an extra point. It's just so many ways to get points, man, and, and put up the score and run the scores up. You feel like the NFL, if they adopted some of these things, like it'll be much watched TV, like must see. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see eventually. Well, one, I want to see if both both these spring leagues make it, and then two, if the NFL slowly starts to adopt some of the things that. Um, that we've seen in the XFL, the USFL. I also, I think it's pretty cool with the XFL that you can hear the plays being called into the quarterback. Oh, and, yeah, that is sweet, too. Yeah, that is sweet. Yeah. So I, I think that would make, with the NFL, the, the viewing, especially because the analyst is like, oh, X, Y, fly, double trap, it's this play, this is what's coming. So um, to get that extra layer of analysis, too, is, is pretty neat. Yeah, I thought that that was pretty dope, too. And I like how all the sports are evolving. Like, Rodney, I never thought at this day and age and this time, like, we would see different things and, like, tournaments within games. I know the NFL can't adopt, like, the tournaments or anything of that nature, but – I know the NBA changed some rules up and part yeah. of the uh, collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, you know, with the tournament. Yeah, we're going to have, like what, probably not next season, but the season after uh, in-season tournament in NBA, So, which they've already done in the G League. And it was actually, I, I dig the, the G League in-season tournament. So that is something I, I can't wait to see. Um, in the NBA, the WNBA does something similar with the um, President Cup um, standing and challenges, and then you have like that one game playoffs, and then the winning team I think won of one a half a million or something. So that's that's pretty cool in the WNBA. Uh, something else I would like to see the NBA adopt is the President Challenge or President's Cup, whatever it's called. Yeah, and yeah, I think the NBA has picked up something similar to that. I think each player gets like uh, half a million dollars or something of that nature from what I was reading. And I'm thinking to myself, like, these stipulations and like what teams are going to actually go for it in the tournament or will all the teams be involved? Like, there's so many different things. And I think that's, I think that's perfect, man. Like, the way that the league is evolving, the way the money's moving around. It's just so much to look forward to, man. I'm excited with the direction the NBA is going in and also the other sports too. So and our Tigers our Tigers are finally winning, Rodney. Yeah, it got rough. Javier <laughs> Javier Byers got benched. Um AJ Kins benched two other players <laughs> that same game before the game. Um, but maybe it was a wake up call because now he's hitting. They won two straight. The weather has not liked them the last two days. So it'll be Detroit. Detroit is a much better sports home when, when the Tigers are winning. So um, I'm excited to see if they can keep it going. You got the, the draft in this possibility with the Lions. Detroit Pistons get the new coach. 
Red Wings, they got a lot of cap space in this upcoming summer. Hell, they got, what, two first-round draft picks? And then yeah. <laughs> I want to say they got two second, three or two second-round draft picks, too. So um, tons of possibility. The NBA playoffs so far have, I mean, short of Boston kind of blowing out Atlanta, Philly looks to be overmatching Brooklyn. You have the Greek freak go down. You had Anthony Davis. Seemed like he said that he couldn't move his arm and then come back in the game. <laughs> LA gets yeah, LA gets an unbelievable <laughs> game from Austin uh, Reeves. D'Lo kept him in the game in the first half. Sac- Hashi, yeah. Sacramento Take it to Golden State, kind of. Golden State still can't get over their road wolves. The Cleveland um, New York series, that's exciting basketball. That game was good as hell. Um, Jalen Brunson is a gamer, to, to say the least. Phoenix, I don't know what the hell happened to them. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Westbrook just looks like a whole new player on the Clippers compared to his his what year and a half experiment in L.A. It's hard to play with Brian. It's hard. J. Yeah. Smith so say all that to hard. say, so far these playoffs are, are shaping up to to be some of the the best playoffs first round series that I, I think we've seen in a while. I'll tell you what, some of the things that I predicted and that you predicted, you were right, and I was right. I think the Lakers are a better team. The Lakers are loaded, okay? Like, if you watch basketball, that whole team, they got they picked up D'Lo, they picked up McDaniels, they picked up uh, Hashimura, they picked up D'Lo uh, again. I said D'Lo twice. They picked him up twice because I don't know what the hell happened to him the first <laughs> half of the season when they first picked him up. He got injured. He came back. Even the playing, he, he sucked. Yeah. Uh, so, so here's the scary <laughs> thing about the Lakers, right? Uh-huh. LeBron didn't play. Let's be real. LeBron played okay, and they still won. He's been a turnover machine, Rodney. I don't know what the hell is going on with LeBron. Yeah, he turnovers. He, he single handedly <laughs> in that that second quarter. Turned the ball over like three times in a row and single handedly got Memphis back in the game. What about the play-in, Rodney? He would turn the ball over like fucking eight times. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? LeBron just throwing the ball to the team off a double team. I said, okay, and that's how you know he's getting older. He's doing you know who did that too? Michael Jordan did that a lot too when he got older. He just he didn't see the other person. Guys are moving so fast on the court when you thought you were throwing the ball to a safe space, they'd cut you right off, pick off the pass, and go dunk it. Cause guys are so fast. And I think it's catching up with LeBron right now. Yeah, so the the Lakers look deadly. Phoenix might be in trouble. Uh, they in trouble. They in trouble. They're not deep enough. And that's exactly what I was about to say. They're missing that that depth that they had. They they gave it all away to get to get Kevin Durant. 
Brooklyn's in trouble. Atlanta, I don't know what the hell. They they forgot to play the game to the fourth quarter, it seemed like. I got a crazy prediction, Rodney, on that one. Atlanta will win the next game in Boston. I could actually see that. I still got Boston winning the series, but I think because they were down at like 30 at one point, and then they they started to slowly chip away, and they were they made it a close game in the fourth quarter. So I, I do feel like that gives – Atlanta, some confidence that, hey, we can go out there and compete with them. I just thought they slept and they were sleepwalking through the first three quarters. Yeah, I think the thing with the playing and then with the traveling and such, and then they partying in Miami too. <laughs> it just, it was so much, it was so much that was going on, like behind the scenes that people don't realize. And then you go to Boston and you're tired. Like, they didn't really care about that game, but the next game they'll be back. Trust me. Yeah, I, and then I have a I have a Golden State winning tonight. I, I got Golden State winning tonight too, but if not, if, if they don't if win they, if they game, don't win like, tonight, they they um <laughs> they might as nowhere. well get their fishing poles out. <laughs> <laughs> they they say you shouldn't say must win. This is must win. Like like honestly, you have to score 120 points to beat Sacramento because they got people that can score from everywhere. I'm trying to figure out how the hell they get all this cap space. Yeah, they got some of everybody. Yeah, Sacramento. I I still think they might be a year away, but they might be further along than I thought. I'm trying to figure out how they. I I didn't know Harrison Barnes still played for them. Like yeah. I know they paid him a lot of money. It, it was a few surprises. You feel like, damn, Harrison Barnes does still play for them. And then I was yeah. like, uh, watching the Memphis game, like, that's where Luke Kennard went. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it's just so many different people. I'm like, in in Uter that played for um, Kevin Uter that played for the Hawks, he plays for them now, too. And I'm like, okay, I know Sabonis played for them. Then you got De'Aaron Fox and I'm like, how the hell are they affording all these people? And then you picked up Malik Monk that comes off the bench. I'm like, I feel like they're like the Clippers. All the L.A. teams are loaded. If you notice that, Rodney, every L.A. team is loaded to the teeth, man. Even on the bench. Yeah, and I, like every, and I guess. LA, every California team. I'm sorry, not L.A. team. Yeah, and I guess what makes the Clippers particularly inter- interesting is Paul George probably won't even play this series. So, if they beat Phoenix, which which I think they, I think it's a strong possibility that Phoenix is in trouble, uh, and you got Paul George possibly coming back in round two. Um, hell, could I have to look at the brackets? But could we get an all California uh, Western Conference Finals? Well, the only thing that sucks is you got Golden State playing. Uh, Playing Sacramento, Sacramento, so that knocks, yeah, that knocks them, that knocks one of the California teams out. But that would be awesome to see, and I think this is the first time ever that all four think, teams have been, yeah, yeah, that all four teams have made it to. It's the first time ever in uh, NBA history that all four of the teams made at the same time. Because usually one of the teams are just awful, but yeah, they all are pretty good and they're loaded, man. Like I. And this is what the NBA is trying to get rid of right here because 
like I said, you got the Lakers. You look at the Lakers bench and their starting lineup. They're loaded, man. Like you got Schroeder as a as a bench player. You got Austin Reeves that's basically I know he starts now, but he's basically a bench player. They don't even play Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker plays on your team, guys. And he's a baller too. And he doesn't even play. Like that's that's insane. I don't even think that uh What's the uh, Mo Bamba doesn't even play. He's a baller. So it's just so many different players that the Lakers have, and even that uh, that Clippers team is loaded too. The 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 Golden State Warriors are loaded for real too, and then and people not even paying attention to that. Like, what the hell can you do with those teams? I know the East. The East isn't really the East isn't really that deep bench wise. I think the deepest team may be Boston, and that's about it. Yeah, Boston, and I would probably put Milwaukee when they're clicking. Um, they can be deep at times. It'll be interesting to see how how much Giannis is hurt. Yeah, I don't think he's playing the next game. They already, I think they're trying to rule him out for the next home game, and they're trying to they're trying to basically will them to win at home and and, and rely on Middleton and Holiday and. Uh, Lopez and uh, Portis, but I think they're in trouble, man. If they yeah, don't they, win, they, if he one. if if they don't win and Giannis is not fully healthy, they're and they're definitely big time in trouble. Um, yeah, so, oh no, go ahead, brother. Oh, I was I was just watching John Calipari uh, celebrate with Tyrone Maxey. That's the closest. <laughs> That man gonna get to a to an NBA court. <laughs> yeah, and 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 have you just heard Rodney say that, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, 76ers just won that game, so they're two. They're up two zero on Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. I just feel like um, they ran out of gas, but they all the drive capital they have from from Kevin Durant, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be perfectly fine, and uh, I love all their young players too. And then you bring back um, Dinwiddie, and, and um, I like Finney Smith. And even if some of those guys don't work out, you can use them still as trade bait. They're all like legit good players. Um, I would keep Cameron Johnson. I love uh, Mikael Bridges. He's your star. Like they're pretty good. They're in good. Claxton is good too. You're good. You're in good hands. Brooklyn made some good moves. Okay, um, let's talk a little NFL. Jalen Hurts, hell, that contract made me look at my phone twice. Five, Man, Lamar Jackson is somewhere. He's rolling over in his grave. Five years, $255 million. Um, Shout out to this Asian. I can't think of her name, but black female Asian. Um, the way she became as Asian is still amazing to me. Um, be, right before the draft, she DM'd him like, "Do you have an agent?" And and the rest is history. Um, he got like a hundred and ninety million guaranteed. I think it averages out to like fifty one point five million a year, uh, surpassing. Um, shoot, Patrick Mahomes was was ten years. What was it, five hundred million or something ridiculous? Um, if you Lamar Jackson though. You have to rethink this this fully guaranteed contract. I mean, I understand it, but 
seeing that Jalen Hurts just got $255 million, $190 million guaranteed, I think that's a good target for Lamar. I mean, Lamar's the MVP, though, Rodney. So this is my thing. Like, give him a, a little bit more, or at least give him some more guaranteed money or something. Who's Show want, him the money. Who's won more playoff games? I mean, Lamar Jackson probably, right? No, I'm Lamar Jackson. I think he's only won the playoff game. Oh, okay. All right. But Lamar Jackson is playing with less than what Hurts is playing with. I mean, Hurts got, like, a damn near amazing squad, man. And I mean, <laughs> what can you do, man? Like, in all honesty, I think – Lamar's playing with less and then still doing more on a, a team that's subpar without him. I mean, you can't say they did make the playoffs. And, and honestly, if uh, if the quarterback didn't try to do that over the uh, over the top of the pile, like touchdown, instead of like ran it in, you're talking about a whole different scenario. And you might be talking about Lamar Jackson getting the hell on. So. I don't know. It's kind of it's it's kind of tough, but they got to show Lamar Jackson the money. Even get rid of the guy and trade him to a team that wants him. But don't nobody want him. He's like the first player in NFL history that has won an MVP, and like every team in the league has signed up. Oh, we we're fine. We don't need him. Come on, the freaking Atlanta Falcons, Desmond Ritter. <laughs> You know what's crazy? I think a lot of teams don't want to show their hand. They don't want to show their hand and then put themselves out there. Because you can lower somebody's confidence. They don't want to show their hand because they can actually resign them. So let's say if the Lions go ahead and say, hey, we do want to sign Lamar Jackson. We're going to sign to this huge contract. And then the, the Baltimore Ravens say, hey, we're going to just resign him and we're going to we're going to trump your offer. Now you got a now you got Jared Goff on your hands that's pissed off. And he's like, Well, what the hell? You were gonna give this guy this much money. Now you just shit on me. Like now I'm in a bad situation with the team. So I, but, I can understand uh, what they're doing. But that. I don't I don't think just just my theory, I don't I, I I do think one of the issues is the franchise tag having to give up two first round draft picks to get him and, and if you're a team like the Lions that I think values player development and building through the draft do you, especially in this year's draft when you got the 6 and 18 pick now if you're like we'll give you 2025 first round and 2026 first round maybe but but I think Brad Holmes has shown that he values I know the the model in in L.A. when he was there was F them picks, but I feel like he values having draft capital. No, I agree. I agree. I think we've done great with all our draft picks the past couple years. And if you're looking at it on the year three, it's not, yeah. But I do feel like Jalen Hurst's contract does create a dilemma for the Lions. No, it does. Because, like, if Jared Goff has an amazing season, you have to pay that man, like, an X amount of dollars. Yeah. And do you? 
what what's the the target? I mean, he he's making what thirty million right now, and who would have thought like, saying that would be a bargain? But do you do you try to give him Daniel Jones money in the forty million dollar range? But I, I, I think the price to re-sign Jared Goff just went up to $45 million at minimum. Well, well, in all honesty, this man will have to go to a Super Bowl because that's what they're basically paying Hurts off of. But, but I mean, hy- hypothetically, let's say the Lions have an unbelievable season. They win in the, the division for the first time in decades. Let's just say they win a home playoff game. Let's just say they go to the NFC um, finals and lose. I still think you pay them. See, see, the reason why I don't agree with that, I'd rather have have the 49ers-type problems. You see how the 49ers, like, they have system quarterbacks. So you see guys getting injured constantly. They went through four quarterbacks injured this season, and they still made it to so the that, final. So that's why I think is a real possibility that the Lions stay put at six, but they move up from 18 to, to take a quarterback, whether it's Hendon Hooker or, or somebody else. I, I think a quarterback is more in play in the draft now than No, before. I agree. I agree with you. I, I disagree with you last week, but now I agree with you because you need that type of you need that type of stability at quarterback. You can't fall off a cliff at quarterback like the Lions have been in the past. Because I've seen them like pull a rabbit out the hat and guys that you never fucking heard of have been the backup quarterback for Stafford. You're like, what the hell is going on here? You knew for sure we were losing. Because nobody's never heard of these people, and this so. is how this is how crazy the backup quarterback situation has been in Detroit. Who's the best person to ever backup Stafford? Wow, that's crazy. Okay, uh, get. Uh, can I take a clue? Do they work for ESPN? Yeah. <laughs> okay, is it uh? I don't even think he's the best, though. Well, you had Dan Orlovsky. I don't think John Kickner was still yeah. around by. I don't think Orlovsky was even the best one. But, Damn, I don't think Stanton was good either. But that, that, that I mean, but that 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 proves the point that the Lions have never had a solid backup. So whether it's Hendon Hooker, hell. If you take a flyer on Teddy Bridgewater, if you you stay with the Jared Goff, because I really do think Brad Holm likes Jared Goff, but I also think the the price to resign Goff just went up at least ten million. No, I agree. At least if you're going to be coming with something, you got to come with a lot of guaranteed money right now, because that that one hundred and eighty or ninety million. That he got guaranteed, like that's insane. So, I do. So, and this is the only thing I could see is maybe you do five years at two hundred million fully guaranteed, and kind of do the Kirk Cousin type deal with golf, or you do three years at one twenty, 
Man, these numbers are nuts, Rodney. I I don't know, man. It's Jared Goff. He would literally have to. I it, know he's been to the Super Bowl before. But, and, but like you said, the numbers is nuts. That, that's why I feel like even if you're a team, say, the Rams don't really have a pick, but they got to be looking at a staff for replacement soon. Um, even I'm interested to see what the Chiefs do at, at the quarterback position. Yes, they have Patrick Mahomes, but Chad Henney retired, so where do they go back? Where do they go to for their backup role? No, I agree. I agree. I, I just like where do you go? I just feel like with with the money that Hurts got, hell, you got Daniel Jones that ain't did really deadly scoop until this year. He got a forty million dollar average year per deal. And who would you rather have, Daniel Jones or Jerry Goff? Damn, you're right. You are absolutely right. And I and I think Joe Burrow is going to crush the quarterback market. I think he might you know, get. I he might get fifty five million. Hell, he might get sixty a year. No, I agree with you on that one. I think Joe Burrow, man, he's gonna destroy the mark the market. Like he he's next up. Yeah, he's gonna get paid, man. And he's balled out too. In all honesty, man, it, it felt like if his team didn't let him down, he's supposed to have been in two finals. Yeah, mo- most definitely. Yeah, his team just let him down. So I, this reminds me of the summer where the NBA cap just went up, and it was seemed like everybody was signing record breaking deals. It is a good time to be a quarterback in the NFL. Shoot, it make Kyler Murray deal not not look so bad. Dang. Yeah. See, and I just don't want I don't want teams to get caught up in like signing these quarterbacks and and doing certain things. And they feel like the Lions, with you playing with so much money and, and plus with and, so much and, draft and you capital. Got, you got house money. Yeah. And one thing that we've been famous for is is we make sure that we pay our, our quarterbacks, which is Killing the gift and the curse too. Yeah, because we pay. We, we pay Scott Mitchell too much damn money. Man, we pay Scott. I thought we paid Stafford too much money too. In all honesty, like when we signed him to that extension, I was like, oh man, we could have just let him go, but we wouldn't have had all these these draft picks and and all this good stuff going on if we didn't trade Stafford or or, or sign him to that extension. So, I mean, it, it's the gift and the curse. But yeah, I don't think right now out of golf, I don't think we can get a lot out of golf right now. If we were to get anything out of golf, we would have to get rid of him right now because I think this is the best season that he's had as a player is this season. Yeah, so I the the Lions have quite the predicament. Do you do you take a quarterback in the first round? Do you do you take someone in the later round that you can groom? 
Do you try to find your your Brock Purdy? It'll, it'll be interesting. I know Tanner from from um, Stafford or Stanford. They have a pretty good grade on. So it'll just be interesting to see where they go. But the the price for golf definitely went up today. Yeah, that this whole situation, and I don't know how most teams feel right now. Like this is a huge contract for him. Well, like this is it hurts. Well, I, I think if I'm a team GM and I'm and I'm in a situation, the the good thing is he didn't get a fully guaranteed deal, which is something Lamar was pushing for, something that for whatever reason Cleveland gave Deshaun Watson a full fully guaranteed deal when that brother is it's about as toxic as nuclear waste. Uh, <laughs> But the no-trade clause is the major thing that we're looking at, though, Rodney. I mean, the no-trade clause is, is massive in that type of deal with so much guaranteed money. So Yeah, I, I just – the, the no-trade deal, I don't really worry about so much because let's say in four years they suck and you look to move them. He's going to waive it to go someplace he wants to go, kind of like Stafford did for to go to L.A., Right, he's going to make his money over again. So he's setting himself up to make another nice amount of money and also go to a team. If they do wind up sucking, just like Stafford was on the Lions and, and the Lions weren't doing too good, he moves right along to the Rams, wins the Super Bowl because he's already on the team, already set, waiting for a quarterback. And that's what Hurts just you, set himself up to do. And then you just sign a new deal. I mean, it's a five-year deal. Yeah, like, he's going to make another $200 million. Like easy, yeah, no, no problem. At least another two hundred. Hell, probably in five years, the prices, price just went up again, three hundred million. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> what I was like, man. That's a hell of a position to be in, man, to make that type of money. Like we're looking at it right now, like, oh man, this is a lot of money. But like you said, in the next four or five years, like that's gonna, that price is gonna double for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, you can never get away from it, from the NFL. <laughs> two weeks, never. two weeks. We got the draft. It'll be very, very interesting to see where the Lions go. The crazy thing about the Eagles is they still. I think they got two first round draft picks from uh, what is that? The what is, the the trade with Mike? So they uh, they got draft capital to play with. And you know, you know what else too, Rodney? I seen that a lot of these players that like they're fluctuating in, in where they go. So I remember that we didn't have too much stock in in uh, Carter. I thought that the Lions, if Carter was going to fall to us at that that particular spot, we should pick him up. But now I'm hearing reports that he's going to go even higher than what he's expected to be. And I heard that Seattle is not even thinking about getting the quarterback anymore. They're talking about picking up Carter. Yeah, and they, they just signed um, Geno Smith to, I mean, it's decent money, money compared to what Jalen Hart got to, but it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Draft a uh, draft will will definitely be something something to sit back and watch. 
see what teams move up, what teams move down, what quarterbacks go first. Um, I feel like Bryce Young has been told by Carolina he's the pick because he shut down all his other interviews. That, yeah, I, I think he's going to definitely wind up going number one. I think I, I kind of like him better. I now that I think about it, and I'm looking at the, the clips and everything, too, and and how good he's doing in the, the combine and everything, it feels like he's just an outright number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, that's how I get that feeling. Okay, so you, you want to finish up our, our groups? Let's finish up our groups, yes. So and, Oh, hold on, Rodney, I'm sorry. Before we finish up our groups, Okay, so I don't know if me and Rodney could take you through the loophole of who we had. Um, I went back over, and uh, I just looked at it. So at 20, I had D12, 19, uh, two live crew, 18, dip set, 17, the dungeon family, uh, 16, I forgot who I had, 16, um, Fuji's, because I got it scribbled out. So 14, uh, I'm going to skip to 14, 36 Mafia, 13, Boogie Down Productions, uh, 12 De La Soul, 11 Beastie Boys, 10 The Locks, 9 Public Enemy, 8 Wu Tang Clan, 7 Eric B and Rakim, 6 Gangstar. That's where I'm at right now. Um, so Beastie Boys, Dog Pound, Salt and Pepper G Unit, Public Enemy, Ghetto Boy, 3 6, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, The Locks, Boogie Down Production, uh, De La Soul, The Fugees. And then Eric B and Rakim. Oh, and Outcast. Okay. All right. So, so top, top five. So at number five, you you think you had him at six. Um, I got Gangstar. Um Hell, I love Gangstar. DJ Premier is still one of my favorite um, DJ slash producers. And then Guru was, was ahead of his time in a lot of di- different ways. Um, RIP. But Guru, lyrically, D- DJ Premier on the ones and two. Nobody can scratch better than DJ Premier. I'm sorry. Uh huh. So, I agree. So had to have had to have them brothers on here. Hell, if you want to say Prime, it's an extension of Gangstar. Go right ahead, because Royce and, and DJ Premier. I need them to drop another album too, but yeah. So I had them at five. That's a hell of a pick, man. And like I said, I had them at six. I think Gangstar is so dope, man. And like you said, Prime is definitely an extension. It felt like if Guru was still here today, I think Prime would have definitely, yeah, it, it just feel like it's an extension of their work, their body of work. So I definitely agree with that, man. Huge Guru fan, huge DJ Premier fan. Yeah, definitely. I love that pick. Can't go wrong with Gangstar. Um, number five. So number five, man, I was kind of stuck between two. I told you I'm like a, a I'm, I'm an old school hip hop kind of sewer man. So at number five, I got Ghetto Boys. 
Okay, okay. So, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It feels good to be a gangster, man. It feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I dig that pick. Yeah, more off of more off of Scarface and uh, than anything. I know you had him a little higher. I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I. Yeah, I just based it more off of. I, I love Willie D, man, but I, I based it more off of Scarface <laughs> and his solo thing. And yeah, I, I'm a huge Ghetto Boys fan, so. Okay, at four, I got the Brothers That Changed, West Coast Rap Forever, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Easy E, the DOC. Ooh. I got NWA. Whoa, man. You know, I swear I thought they were going to be like either your one or two, man. Like, that's that's insane, bro. Yeah, I got them on four. It shows what I know with the <laughs> predictions, but yeah, NWA straight fire, straight straight fire, man. And the, the the reason why I just had them at four is because you had IQ, you know, eventually lead a group. Unfortunately, you had Easy pass away. Um, they were trailblazers. They don't have the the longevity or the the longevity impact of the the three groups I, I placed ahead of them, so that's why I have them at four. Okay, that's what's up, man. Yeah, like it just feels like they just man they they changed the game, man. I, I definitely agree. I, they are a little bit lower on my list. They do they are in my top five, man. I love me some NWA. It feel like they changed hip hop for me. But yeah, that's a that's a I love the way that you got them placed, Rodney. They're a little bit lower for me, but yeah. Shout out to NWA, man. Real niggas with attitude, boy. And uh for me, my number four. I know before I when you were going over your um when we were both going over our, our three six mafia picks, and you said like three six mafia was the first group that you heard from Memphis. And I said the first group that I heard from Memphis, man, um was eight ball and MJG and I got them at my number four man. I some classic albums man that I love from them man. I I'm a huge eight ball and MJG fan. Um, I like how they reinvented themselves. Like they when they came back and they they signed with Bad Boy man. I thought that they came out with some hits for that. But yeah, uh, Space Age pimping man forever. And I pimp hard, pimp harder. Like I, I just I I'm, I love uh, I love A Ball MJG man my favorites. Okay, I like that. I, I, I like that pick. I like it a lot. Yeah, man. Okay, so my third pick. They they really changed the game. First brothers from. The, the East Coast that I remember listening to on Heavy Rotation, I got the chance to meet one of them like a decade ago at the auto show. Um, one of them had one of the best reality shows on, on TV in Run's house. I got Run DMC at three. Oh, man, that's nuts. My that's Adidas, nuts. the whole collab with Aerosmith. 
Um, the the fact that Rev Run has has managed to stay relevant this, this whole time. Um, Daryl DMC himself is he's he's severely underrated in the rap game to me. And then um, Jam Master J Legend. Uh, rest in peace to him. So at, at three, I have Run DMC. <laughs> That's crazy that you got them at number three. I got them at number three also. That's funny. No, I, that's funny. I, I got them at number three also. See, that great minds think alike. <laughs> great minds think alike. Um, you got to look at some of those albums, man. Like, the Down With The King album was one of my favorite albums, too. Tougher Than Leather, King of Rock album. Um, the Run DMC album, like, it, Tougher Than Leather. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a Run DMC fan, man. So, of course, you know, I had to have them at number three. Um, I thought that they were, I thought I, the other two groups I have, man, and, and this is what we run into, the, the NWA. Yeah, so, so we know yeah. one of your two groups is NWA. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know who my number one is, Rodney. I ain't gonna. Even, I can't even hide it, man. You know who my number one is too. So it's yeah. the one group that I haven't even mentioned yet. So, and I think that's your number one, probably, or your number two. So they're interchangeable. Yeah, my my number two is the Roots. Okay. All right. So my number two is NWA for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. The the Roots they have classic albums, um, Black Thought. So underrated lyrically, Questlove um, doing his thing, won an Emmy this year. The fact that they are the band for Jimmy Fallon, still relevant today. Um, the Roots Picnic have to include that. Rising Down, um, Undone. They they got so many classic albums. So I got the Roots at two. Yeah, and I had the roots at number sixteen. Remember, I told you I had like a bunch of stuff uh, scratched out. Yeah. So it was seventeen, the Dungeon Family, and then the roots was at number sixteen. Then I had the Fuji's at fifteen. So yeah, the roots fell in at number sixteen for me. But no, I much respect to the roots, man. And yeah, they're one of my first groups that I actually that I actually because I, I think I fell in love with the song with uh, with them and with the feature with Erica Badu and, uh, and Eve. That was like when I, they first came onto the scene, and I didn't know that they actually played like live music. So I, I wasn't sure how it kind of the concept of how the roots went, but the roots are a dope group, man. So that's a hell of a pick at number two. I like that pick. Um, I know I told you, I gave away my number two. My number two is NWA. I mean, what more, what more can you say about NWA at number two? So yeah. I, I think we both discussed like how dope they are and how, how great of a group they are. And I love NWA. I think they changed hip hop. So, so Rodney, who's your number one, man? I, I'm quite sure we're on the same page with this one. So we haven't, ne- neither one of us have mentioned this group. So I got a, a tribe called quest at number one. Whoa, wait a minute. What? Mm-hmm. No, man. No. Damn. Okay, wait a minute. I think I messed up, Rodney. Can I scratch this whole list out? 
Yeah. I didn't put a trap called Quest on here. Oh, I am heartbroken. I'm mad. I'm mad because they got my favorite hip hop album of all time, and yeah. I didn't put a trap called Quest on here. Yeah. Um, wait a minute, Rodney. Where the hell is Outkast at, man? Oh group? shoot! I thought I had already oh, did Outkast. No. no, Rodney. I don't think you did. When? You never mentioned them the whole time. Okay, yeah, I need to redo my list too, then. Oh no! Excuse me, ladies. Oh no! I, I think <laughs> so they are. I so no, they are number one on my list. The roots were supposed to be two. I think the, we and both then messed tri- up. Yeah, Tribe Quad Quest was actually supposed to be. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, Outcast. Outcast is one on my list, actually. Yeah, see, I'm scratch. You just this looks like an NFL playbook. So over I, here. I move. Okay. I have an arrow. So tribe called Quest and Outcast were supposed to switch lists on my original list, and I yes, yeah, so I do have Big Boy and Andre three thousand at one. Yeah, they're the best group of all time. I can't even refute that. Like tribe called Quest is, and they're like my number three. Oh man, like no offense to UGK, I love them. Trap Call Quest is like definitely they're in my top five, man. I apologize for that, people. Um, it, it like I said, it looks like an NFL playbook. When me and Rodney go live and you start seeing like me and Rodney on uh on YouTube or yeah, you'll see how. <laughs> and I'm about, I'm about a week away from having um the studio put to, together. Um, I got some new software, so when we stream live, you'll be able to um, send us questions, see the logo. It's, it's, it's going to be dope. Um, so I, I'm excited. No, I'm I'm super excited, too. And you're going you're gonna to get a chance to see, like, what me and Rodney scribble in and out on our notepads, man. And you'll see, like, how oh, I got this. So you'll be like, damn, I can see why you missed out on like some of these groups because I'm like writing in, scribbling in and out. So I listen to music frequently, just like Rodney does too. We listen to music fluently. So every time like I listen to a different group, I'm like, damn, how did I forget this song? Or let me move this person here. Let me move this person there. So yeah, that's definitely what happened. I can tell you that much. Yeah, so you can't help but having... Um, Outcast number one, both Big Boy and Andre 3000 are are phenomenal lyricists. The the way they um, just flow off each other, nobody has done it better. No, I agree, man. The way that they flow off each other, I just wish that. I don't know, man. It feels like they had unfinished business. They do. I I need one more album from them. Yeah, I just need one more album, man. And I I know that Andre 3000 is like in a whole different headspace right now. I see him playing flutes and stuff. And yeah, he's just, he's in a whole different uh, airspace, man. And uh, yeah, I don't know if we ever get that again. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna hold off a slim hope, but yeah, you you may be right that that it, it has sailed. Yeah, 
I was hoping we might get one after, you know, Big Boy came on the Super Bowl a few years ago and then nothing. <laughs> yeah. And Big Boy's still rocking it, man. Like, he's still performing and he's still doing his thing. He came up with a couple hits. I like the little Shutterbug song he had a few years ago that was actually pretty dope. Um, and album. But that's about it, man. Like, I... Yeah, we need Andre 3000 back on board, man, because they both work very well together. So, yeah, and the fact that Andrew Wiggins is coming on playing the sixth or seventh man role on Golden State is just unfair. I know. Yeah, now that I'm like, I took a, a sneak peek at the game too, and I'm like, okay, um, Golden State, man, they they came on fire. I think this is gonna be a good game. Oh, and I see they have Wiggins exclusively on De'Aaron Fox, so that's interesting. Well, he's and I love Draymond, but when it comes to like smaller, smaller uh, guards like that, he's the better defender. Because uh, Clay, man, Clay, he done lost a step after all those surgeries and everything too. So he's he's trying to get back his feel for the game and and defenses. But yeah, right now Wiggins might be the best defender. They guard smaller players. Yeah, so join us next Sunday. Um, God, well, I guess I'll try to listen to the B.O.B. album. Hopefully he don't drop another album between now and then. Uh, Swiss Beats out <laughs> album will be out. And we shall we might have another surprise album. Who knows? NBA yeah, playoff will be here. NBA and NHL playoff will be in, in full go. Will be be a week out from the draft. Yeah, and hopefully we get a couple of more Tigers wins that we can brag about. Yeah, Tigers wins. Um maybe Piston coaching news. <laughs> Who knows? Please, some positive Pistons coaching news. I, I see they put in several requests for interviews. Um, assistant from Brooklyn, one from Milwaukee. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how that shapes out. That let's see how if the USFL and XFL. Let's see um, which one is is the better of the spring leagues. I know the USFL has like the blessing of the NFL, so I think they. Already get some some type of advantage, but them, that that crowd in St. Louis and then that crowd in D.C. Uh, makes the XFL must see TV in my book. So, yeah, I agree, bro. I agree. So we'll get out of here on that note, and you can catch us on the B side. Peace.